Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about saving money and building up wealth. Uh, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. We, we, we always want to start the show reminding this is the way you build up wealth. You put it away in a qualified savings plan, a 401k plan, 403b, 457. You put it away at uh, a minimum of 10% plus the company match. Look, these are very trying times. I mean, we, 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 on the show, we have talked, warning you about what's coming up, about this bear market, about inflation was going to be a problem. That doesn't mean you stop putting money into your 401k plan. Maybe you shift it to a little bit more conservative mode, uh, short-term bonds, uh, the cash or, or stable demand. Uh, there, it depends on what they call it, fund. That's just cash. Uh, those type of things will, will get you – get you where you want to be uh, it, without taking as much risk if you're worried about the risk. So understand in this world, that this very volatile world today, uh, there, there's, there's, there's ways to still make money, but the worst possible thing you can do in this environment right now is is to stop saving, you know, to, to stop on your plan. Just put the money in, you know, into something more conservative. Most, most plans have a short-term uh, bond fund, they have cash. They have a long-term bond fund. They have a stock fund. Uh, those type of things. So, so you reduce the risk. If you're if you're overly invested, take a look at reducing risk. One one of the things that we see with 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 many investors, it's very hard to make a decision when to get in and out of the market. If you're looking at at making a binary decision, which is should I be in or I should it be out, because that's almost an impossible situation. But if you can, you know, well, it looks cheap or it looks expensive. I'm going to take some out or I'm going to put some in. Uh, if it's cheap, put some in, take some out. And this environment with 8.6% uh, 8 inflation, uh, you know, you want to be more cautious. We've recommended that people uh, be cautious over the last couple of years, actually. And we really got really late last year, we, we made the case that, that the tech sector was, was, was overvalued. Not just on on a, on a basis of of PE ratios, cash flow ratios, price to sales ratios, almost any way you look at it. But if you looked at market capitalization weighting, and we said the top five or six stocks in the uh, in the Nasdaq had a, a, a market caps of about nine. I forgot what the number is nine point three trillion dollars. We said, look, this is compare that to a to a, a twenty one trillion dollar total U.S. economy when this things starts going down, it can be hard to hold these stocks up. And that's exactly what's happened. So there are ways to sit there. And, and one thing I just want to do in, in this environment, keep putting away the money, keep saving the money, just go to more conservative things if you're, if you're, if you're nervous. But don't stop uh, putting together uh, your, your 401k. But as a matter of fact, it, look, at Max Out Savings Advisors, we manage people's retirement. 
and using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. So people come in, they said, okay, yeah, we'd like you to manage the assets. Here's my IRA rollover of an IRA, a Roth, which you manage it. Uh, should I, and they're still working in many cases. Should I, should, I, uh, should I cancel my 401k plan and just start putting the money through? We say no. And the reason why is because we believe so strongly of the power of, 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 of putting away every single paycheck. And, and we just have a very high confidence that they're going to keep doing it in that plan. Plus, they get a match in the plan. I'm much more comfortable putting it in there than having them send us a check or even if they, they decide to, to stop it. It's, it, it, it's it, it, you know, they'll stop maybe to get a new car or something else, and then they'll forget to put it back up, and they'll, and they'll, and, 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 and they'll be sidetracked on their savings program. So the first thing always, start with save aggressively. Uh, invest conservatively in this environment. Now we, we, we see. I mean, you know, let's look at some of the numbers here year to date on the on the, on the markets. Uh, it, it's just not been a good situation unless you were correctly invested. Uh, the the S and P 500 it's down 18.1 percent year to date. The uh, the Nasdaq is even worse. It's down 27.5 percent year to date. I mean, these this is some of the worst starts for the market in 100 years. Uh, it, and it's, it, it, yeah, we, we, we got the, the inflation numbers come up this weekend, uh, uh, this week. And it, it's interesting that they, what we sort of were thinking was, is the, the last inflation number I want to say was 8.3, I was kind of thinking inflation would drop back down to 8.1 or 2. And, and, and you'd immediately hear the narratives being spun on Wall Street in the mainstream media that inflation, oh, inflation is peak, that's it, it, it it's going down. And they were going to convince you that prices were dropping and this is all great, and, and, and that Wall Street was all ready for that. They were going to, you know, they were going to kick it off, and that was going to be the start of the next bull market. Now that inflation is peak, the Fed can quit raising rates. And we've been saying this inflation is. It's much more permanent than everybody thinks. Uh, it, it, and the other thing to remember is, if inflation uh, last month was it, it came in at eight point six percent, well above well above expectations. Expectations was eight point three percent, eight point two percent, somewhere in there, depending who you looked at. If it if it drops from eight point six next month to six point five. They're going to tell you, to basically convince you that wow, it's going to go down. It's going to go down to five percent later this year. People are going to have a lot more money to to spend, and the, and the economy is going to be off to the races again because because inflation's falling and they have more money to spend. No, that's not the way it works. Some people missed sixth grade mathematics. Their classes that they you know maybe the, the class was full and they didn't get into it or something, but with inflation. If, if, if prices go up 8.6% one month and they only go up 6.5% the next month, that doesn't mean that the price of everything is falling. Okay, they still went up, you know, 6.5%. So, I mean, some of the stuff you hear in the mainstream media, and, and, and this, this, I heard some of this stuff on, on CNBC. I'm like, what? Where is this coming? It, 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 prices are still going up. Okay. If inflation is 8.6% this month, and, and, and we get a CPI number next month, and it comes at, at negative 1.5%, that means the price of, of generally everything is generally going down. Okay, that's prices falling. There, there's a big difference between 8.6 and 0.5 negative. And so this is, uh, again, you've got to remember the mathematics. I mean, I think the math and not even complex math, simple math, people oftentimes forget in understanding uh, things in general. Uh, again, let me give you another, I mean, look, what we saw with this numbers, this, this was not good. I mean, there was really hope that things were slowing down. Look, here's a, the, the, we wrote a, a simple paper on inflation a number of months back. Now, you know, it's maybe close to a year, but we, 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 we pointed out that this was not, 
there was a number of reasons for inflation. This is something, look, in the past, uh, you know, I, I want to say it's 15 or so, you know, there was an inflation scare. Oil prices went to $100, and well, inflation was going up and some other economies going up. Yeah, and then it went back down again. That's what we've been seeing a lot. Inflation, oil goes up, and inflation comes up, and then oil goes down, and inflation goes down. This is a different inflation. This is a radically different inflation. This is similar to the 1970s. And, and what I mean by that is, it's not just oil prices going up. It's the price of everything going up. It's the price of food. It's the price of gasoline. It's the price of, of, of rent. Uh, those are going up. Th th things are going up because there's shortages. I mean, I, every time I try to buy anything, it's – well, th th the best case I can hope for is we don't have it. We can get it in three days. That's like, oh, my God. That is like – that's like the biggest win. Uh, you know, that's like going down to the convenience store and buying a coat. It's so simple. Typically, it's, well, Ted, we can get you in. We'll put you on the list. It's, it's two months, and I try somewhere else, and it's like three or four months for the same thing. And, or, or we can get, you know, we can get, we're out of washing machines at, at, at Home Depot. We, there's a two week wait. I mean, it, it's like that with everything out there. This is due to supply chain issues, shipping issues as well. So we, we have a supply chain issues where they can't get the parts from other places, and, and, and semiconductors are in short supply, specialized parts. So maybe the washing machine, they got the washing machine all ready to go, but they can't get the parts. I mean, I, I've actually heard of people uh, you know, of shipping like a portion, and they'll ship it to you, and they'll go like, look, you don't have any navigation. We'll have that in another month, but we, do you want the car now or do you want to wait? I mean, this is what it, – so it's going on from everything from you know simple things up to complex uh, pieces of, of, of machinery. It, it, and so there's shortage. In addition, there's shipping shortages. Now, Joe Biden had a big win, uh, and he, you know, he was at the uh, L.A. port this weekend, uh, or, uh, you know, talking about how they, you know, they freed up the ports and they got the ports running smoothly. Well, hello, Joe. Uh, China's been shut down for two months, and not much is coming out of there, so there's not a lot going into the ports. That's about to clog up again. But you, you got to take a win when you can when you're losing everywhere like Joe Biden, but uh, you know, uh, but but so so we have so we have rising commodity prices. We've got uh, supply chain shortages. We have inventory issues. We we have uh, situations with the sanctions uh, with, with with the Russia sanctions. We have a huge critic. Uh, basically, look, Joe Biden went went. went, went when Russia came into the Ukraine, the strategy was we're going to use this opportunity to try to take down Putin, and we don't we want to see China. We're serious, so they won't come into Taiwan. So he put on a draconian level of sanctions on Russia to destroy the Russia's economy to teach everybody a lesson. Well, the problem is it's destroyed everybody's economy. He, Joe Biden, I was so shook up when I saw those. It was like looking into Pandora's box. Joe Biden opened up Pandora's box with these Russia sanctions. It's going to lead to uh, – Russia and the Ukraine produce about 18 percent of the world's wheat. Uh, it's about 25 percent of the world's barley. Uh, I want to say 13 percent of the world's corn. I've seen some numbers. 13 percent of the world – 12 to 13 percent of the world's protein comes from those countries. That shut off. In addition – they're saying, look, we're not going to we're not going to let you sell gas, uh, natural gas, or diesel fuel, or gasoline, uh, to, which which Europe gets about forty percent of their diesel fuel from there. So they're cutting that off. So Biden goes, look, don't worry about it, Europe. We're going to ship you all our diesel fuel and gasoline. So the price of our diesel fuel and gasoline goes up. So the price of going to work goes up. So the price of shipping in the United States goes up. So the United States. The American people are suffering because Joe Biden's got this plan to try to engage in regime change with, with, with Vladimir Putin. If this was a mistake, but it's worse than that. So there's a food shortage. But the, the, okay, so other countries are on the go. Look, we'll produce more food. So we're going more farmers go. We're going to plant more. So that what, in order to get more production out of the field, you can do a couple things. You can spray some more with pesticides, make sure no one gets on the, the crops and nothing bothers your crop. You fertilize more. So fertilizer, the number one component is fertilizer is natural gas. Uh, that A lot of it, uh, so the price of natural gas is skyrocketing around the world. Fertilizer has skyrocketed. Nitrogen, the number one export of nitrogen in the world was Russia. So, so country African farmers can't afford fertilizer, so they're going to starve because of Joe Biden's policies. And, and, and again, so we have a food shortage. We have energy shortages. And, and now we're, we're, we're having to deal – we're saying, look, we're not going to take Russia's oil and gas. Well, 
China and India are going, hey, look, we'll take the gas. So they're getting discounted oil and gas so they can their factories can come compete against the United States of America at a discount, well, you know, further shooting the American people, you know, shooting the United States in the foot. But, but it's even worse than that. Since we're having to pay the high prices to ship the gas over to Europe to help them out, we're also paying for that here. And so this – Everything of you know now they're going to try to cut off insurance. Well, that just means the Chinese are going to go in for, for the tankers, so the tankers can't go. Well, the Chinese are going to step into the insurance market. So I, I, everywhere we go, we're, we're, we're making big mistakes, and so this is all going on. So workers are going, well, look, hey, I need a raise. I can't afford this. So now we have price price inflation, uh, yeah, wage inflation as well. And the danger with wage inflation is it's very, very sticky. And so all of this is coming through the market. This is why you've got an 8.6% inflation rate. This is why your retirement is being wrecked by Joe Biden. And what do we do about it? We're going to try to discuss that at the break right here on the next show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Look at the, the market here. The, you know, it, 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 we had a rally here recently off the lows of about uh, 31,000 on the S&P, on the, on the Dow. And... And what happened is, is Thursday Thursday afternoon, the, the rumors came out that that this inflation number was running hotter than expected, and they, they someone asked the White House, and they didn't exactly deny it, and and, and I think the market fell about six hundred points, and it, it's it's fallen about fifteen hundred points in in the last two days. It it just hasn't been a good, a good week for the market. If if you look at the S and P five hundred. It, it, it's down 5% on the week because of it. It's basically when that 8.6% inflation uh, number came out, uh, it, it, by the way, the, the, the CPI for the month was up 1%. That's a 12% annualized basis. It, 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 and listeners of the show, long-time listeners know that when we talk inflation numbers, if you look at, uh, at, at the shadow stats where they went back and, and compared 
inflation numbers to the 1980s now would remove the hedonic adjustments, the all types of different things they had to kind of chain down the CPI. The number's closer to, I think the last one I saw was 17%. So enormous inflation. But but even using the numbers they're giving us, it, they came in at a 12% annualized rate. And so basically, the inflation is peaking uh, narrative completely collapsed, and the market fell 1,500 points. And, and so here we are. Again, this inflation is there. It's due to higher energy costs. It's due to higher food costs. It's due to shortages of commodities. It's due to shortages of semiconductors. It's printing, you know, it's the government spending $2 trillion here the last couple of years. Uh, you know, uh, it, 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 it's it's the it's the Federal Reserve's uh, balance sheet has doubled in price. Uh, I think it's around eight or about nine trillion dollars right now. It's going they put trillions of dollars in the system. It's government money printing. It's come through the system. It's supply chain issues. It's it's the Russia sanctions, which which you know the quickest way to get rid of it, of inflation right now is to eliminate the Russia sanctions. Period. But it's 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 wage price inflation. It's 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 all over the place, and, and so so uh, it, it's just it, it's not looking good. As we said, the, the you know the markets, the S and P five hundred is down eighteen percent year to date. I mean, and so so where, where where do you go? I mean, if you look at the Nasdaq, twenty seven percent there's down. If you look at uh, uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin's down thirty eight percent. That didn't work. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the. Uh, if you look at the 30-year Treasury bond, it's down 16%. If you look at the uh, at the 10-year bond, it's down almost 10, 11, about 10%. Uh, you know, uh, even the five-year bond is down 8.57%. Uh, uh, but but some things haven't done that badly. If if you look at at, at some things, gold is up 2%. If you look at uh, if you look at uh, Soybeans are up six percent. If you look at 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 the uh, at the uh, what else do we have here? If you look at soybeans are up twenty eight percent. Corn is up thirty percent. Uh, if you if you look at uh, wheat, wheat's up forty percent. If you look at crude oil, uh, West Texas is up sixty five percent year to. These are all year to date. Natural gas is a big winner, up one hundred and forty three percent. So if you were in companies that made some of those products. You did pretty well. So oil and gas stocks are doing well. Uh, precious metals are doing well to about even. If you look at agricultural stocks, you know companies that make the tractors, the pesticides, the seeds, uh, those type of things. They're doing fertilizers. They're doing pretty well. Uh, if, if you look at, we're basically the the one thing the the the, the Russia Ukraine war did. It's it's frightened a lot of, of of countries that have been freeloading off the U.S. and not putting anything into defense. There's a massive ramp up in defense spending around the world. Germany and, 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 and Japan are, are ramping up defense spending, unlike they probably have done since, you know, uh, uh, possibly World War II. I mean, I, it, it, it's, it's big increases. So defense is up. Uh, utilities. So, so, so there are things up in these markets. So we just talked about a market that's not 18 percent. So if you're in the right things, you could do it. it and, 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 and what we have to understand is is looking – look, over the last 20 years, every single time there's a problem, the Federal Reserve has stepped in. And, and, and by the way, the problem hasn't been the American people are suffering. The problem isn't the American people are using it. The problem has always been, uh-oh, Wall Street is in trouble. We need to rush in. And then so they create this narrative that, uh-oh, the economy is going to collapse unless we save the stock market. And, and so, you know, uh, Alan Greenspan, Ben Bernanke, Janet Yellen, they just every single time start, turn on the spigots, cut interest rates, interest rates go to zero, uh, trillions of dollars get printed, asset prices go up, housing prices go up, everything's great. You know, I was talking to one of my sons, he's like, I'll never be able to afford a house. And, and I think he's been a little bit too pessimistic, but uh, but a, a lot of people in this country don't feel like they'll be able to afford a house in the future uh, be, be, because – yeah, because we keep kiting up asset prices because the Federal Reserve keeps printing money. Well, they got away with it for a number of years until finally in, in, in 2020 they did it, and, they, and they, they, they couldn't get away with bailing out Wall Street as they always do. They had to do something for the American people because people are really fed up with the Federal Reserve bailing out Wall Street. They, you know, they're done with it. And, 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 and so, so they put huge amounts of money in the system. We put 
more money as percentage of GDP into the system than any other country in the world. Other countries were much more cautious. The Fed just flooded the system with money. Well, okay, but now we have inflation. The inflation came back, and they said it was transitory. And I don't know. If you looked at any inflation, all they had to do was look after World War II or, or before, during, right at war, the start of World War II in the 70s with the oil price shock. In all of those three cases, pretty much said you're going to get two and a half, three years of inflation after it. And they kept insisting it was a six-month deal. I mean, it's just, it was just foolish policy. And then they came up with this, uh, what's called a modern monetary theory, MMT, that we can spend as much money as we want and we'll never get inflation because we control our currency and we'll just raise taxes. Well, that's all been discredited. So here's the problem they've got right now. Stock market's falling here, down 18%. The, the, the NASDAQ's down 27 The Fed needs to move. They need to help out. No, they can't. They start printing money. They start cutting rates. Inflation is going to explode. Okay, and the one thing you must understand about inflation is that inflation, you go back through history, uh, and, and, and inflation is the one thing that takes down governments. You know, I've said it on this show, the let them eat cake was that the let, let them eat brioche, which is a rich bread, because inflation was when people were starving in, in France. They had the French Revolution, and you know, France never really recovered from that. And it was how many hundred years later? Uh, it, 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 and so it's happened everywhere. You know, the hyperinflation uh, in, in Germany brought on Adolf Hitler. Uh, inflation is, is the, it brings down regimes. It brings down governments, period. And, and so they, they, this time they've got – so they have a choice. The Fed can bail out Wall Street or they can bail out the American people, Main Street. This, this, is, this is the choice. Well, people are furious with the Fed right now. They're going to have to come down on, on shutting down uh, the, the inflation. They have got to do something to shut this down, it, which means Wall Street is expendable. Wall Street's expendable for the first time in 25 years. Wall Street is expendable. Okay, and so they're not going to have the, 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 the Fed fairy coming in and flooding the system with money and, 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 and kiting asset prices up now. Asset prices might just explode higher. You might get a hyperinflation, and we're on guard for that and, and, and taking things for that. But for now, the Fed cannot come in with what's called a Fed put or kind of say something to, to, you know, to, to start cutting money. They're still in a – they've just now started quantitative tightening of uh, $37 billion a month of tightening. Remember, they've been loosening, and the Fed's balance sheet is doubled, so what they're going to do is going to let some of the bonds – mature and not buy more bonds. That's just only started. They're not going to be able to do anything, in our opinion, until the, until the S&P 500 hits 3,500. Right now, it's about 3,900. And so, uh, so that's way, and if you look at it, it was at 4,100, you know, Thursday morning. So, 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 so that's, that's much further down. So I think you have to continue to be cautious in here because the world has changed. And this is what we said. So just the indexing, the, the, you, you've got to be much more targeted in what you're doing and understand the, the world to be. Now, if things get – you know, we're watching this closely. I, the other thing that could happen is if some type of crisis I, – I think you're going to have to take rates materially higher to slow down the inflation. I think some of it's going to improve. Uh, well, two things: they can, they can have peace with Russia, and, and, and remove the sanctions, which they're very reticent to do. Uh, they they can also they can take interest rates up. Now, right now, inflation is at eight point six percent. The Fed funds is at well, at, is I mean, well, I'll just wait on that. Okay, in nineteen eighty, the the inflation rate was around nineteen eighty was fifteen percent. Fed funds went to 20%. 15, so they had to take five, what's called five points above inflation, which is the real interest rates at 5%. Right now, inflation's at 8.6%. The Fed fund is at 0.77%, which, which means you've got about, seven, I think, 7.8 or something out of uh, percent negative realist. They're not even close to trying to, to being able to get this thing shut down right now because of this. So they're going to have to get more aggressive with this. And this is, this is what we're dealing with right now. I mean, they, they, they were too lax. They didn't act quick enough. The Fed is behind the curve, and inflation is spiraling out of control. 
Now, is it going to slow down some? Yeah, maybe it goes to 6%, but that's still, as we talked about earlier, that still means prices are going up. So, so I, think, I, I, think, I think the market is expendable and Main Street isn't right now. So this is, you have to be cognizant. And you've gotta, this is why we've been saying you've got to have a more defensive posture with your retirement savings. But by the way, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. I'd like to answer your questions. So that anyway, so that that that's sort of the situation it, because inflation is so damaging to retirement. I mean, it, it, it's bad enough for working people because they're suffering, but they can eventually go to the boss and go, "Look, we need a raise," and the ra- you know they get a raise. It's, when you're retired, you don't get a raise. You you've got to manage through the the inflation to grow your assets during the inflationary time. You might get a little increase in your social security if you got a pension. Likely, you're not going to get a an increase in, in, in the pension. In many, if you have a fixed annuity, you're in trouble. You're not getting a raise. So you've got to manage through it. You've got to understand inflation. Uh, so so I, I, think that's, I think these are big seminal changes. And one thing most people don't understand is they're, they're pretty good at seeing small changes. Oh, you know, Apple reported better earnings. The stock is going to go up. They get that. It's harder for people to understand a big change that, wait a minute, we've had 40 years of declining inflation. Now we're having now we're having inflation going up in a much more volatile world than higher interest rates. We've had declining interest rates. These are big trends. I mean, as I said, okay, great. Hello, Charles. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I have a question. Uh, I don't know how many people have gone out to this website, www.worldeconomicforum.org. But uh, obviously all these meetings in Switzerland and Geneva and wherever every year they have this thing. Uh, My understanding is this thing was started way back during, I guess, Nixon's time with Henry Kissinger. But this thing seems to have morphed into something that, I'm not sure really <laughs> if these people looked at it now would necessarily agree with some of the things that are coming out of it. And uh, my understanding with this organization is that it's, you know, I guess countries that want to belong to this or something, I guess they they become signatories to it. And I guess the U.S. somewhere along the line, and I don't know who, it was a president, maybe George Bush Sr. or whatever, but they all hopped on the bandwagon. I mean, I think this thing is run by a gentleman named Klaus Schwab. I yeah, think Klaus he's Schwab. A, yep. old, you know, a retired engineer or whatever. But uh, the policies that are being generated by this organization, what I'm trying to figure out here is, is the, comp- the countries that sign on to this, and the U.S. is one of them, along with Russia probably and China and a whole bunch of con- countries, it almost seems that we are, we are agreeing to whatever these people come up with. And some of these policies, I think, can have a significant impact on, you know, the, the citizens of a particular country's uh, economics or, or, you know, in terms of their own personal wealth. And it almost seems like if if we just blindly go along with these people, it almost seems like we don't have any representation in the sense that it, it, the average person in the country doesn't have a uh, – because he's relying on whoever's elected. And if they're – it's just like with this climate thing and a lot of these things that – some people may agree, some people may not, but it's almost like everybody's forced to go along with this thing, and it almost doesn't seem right. Uh, yeah, Charles, how, yeah. How, exactly, me, how does this work? Okay, let me jump in on that. I, I think that's a good point. Turn down your radio just a bit. Look, the World Economic Forum is, is starting to become a real concern. I think some, a lot of countries, quote, sign, they didn't really realize what they were signing on up. Uh, on for and, and Klaus Schwab and the, and, and the it's Davos and the Global Economic Forum have been very shrewd at co-opting younger uh, younger leaders, getting them in key positions of power, and, and co-opting corporate CEOs to do their bidding. Then there's this new kind of world order; they're going to lead the world. It, and to your point out, they don't believe in democracy, and, 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 and it's it's kind of a, a throwback to the uh, to the feudal system of Europe. In, in, in the 13, 1400s, where, where 
where this aristocracy runs the world. And, and, and it's, they're becoming a real concern. They're the big ones that came up with the defund the oil and gas sector, get rid of uh-huh. oil and gas. Thanks, Charles. And I can never measure by degrees But it's sure getting warm around here At times like these In times like these Do I really need a billionaire? Just taking all my time Trying to tell me I was treated unfair Call the Max Out Saving Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're, we're, we're just talking about the, uh, you know, we, uh, Charles had a question. Uh, uh, you know, I see some comments about the global economic. Look, this is becoming a really a bigger concern. We're getting a lot of questions, and, and, and I, I, I think these guys have become a problem. They're one of the big big, you know, globalists, the, the, the New World Order, what they wanted to do was globalism, move the factories to China. We're all going to get along. And, and one policy after another of theirs has been a disaster. Now they're, in, they're, they're, they're big into climate change to save the planet, and they want to, you know, mandate how everybody lives. And, they, they, you know, the famous, you'll own nothing and, 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 and love it. You know, it's, yeah, that, as again, it, in 14th century uh, Europe, the serfs didn't know anything either. I mean, it's the same type of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think these guys have, have been. It's been like a Trojan horse. They they move these these people and they bring these CEOs and by the way, and congressmen here in the United States and Texas. By the way, support these people. And and I I I I think that I I think we need to get rid of them. And I think that that anyone that supports them shouldn't be reelected. But uh, good, good question. If anyone has any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. Uh, interesting study. Uh, it, it's an older study, but I, it, when we talk to clients, 
And, and we really, you know, try to impress upon them if they're coming up to retirement, they, they can retire if they want to. If, if they like what they're doing, they can continue to work, take more vacations. Or, or if you want to work, you know, retire and then work and do something else. We always encourage them to have something to do because we think you live longer if you're doing something, if you have, if you have a purpose in life. And, and maybe it's charity work. Uh, maybe it's, uh, it's, you know, mission trips. Uh, you know, it's something, maybe it's a part-time job. Uh, and, and, and there was a study at, uh, they, they, they reviewed an older study that looked at, at, at uh, 19, it was a 19-year study of people that worked. Uh, working past age 65 had 11% lower risk of death. Uh, which 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 would confirm because I, I think people live longer if they have a purpose and sometimes work is a purpose for people they like doing it, uh, but now you say well Ted yeah that's because the people that are well they're still working so it's but they actually looked in some of the people they said are you healthy or unhealthy so they looked at the un, the people said look I'm really not that healthy but I'm and I continued to work but even the people that were not healthy they said they were not healthy they still had a nine percent. Uh, uh, chance of living longer, which which was pretty remarkable, a 9% lower risk of death. And so this kind of confirms what what we've been thinking. Now, one thing to remember, when you're coming up in retirement, you can do whatever you want. So if you want to work, do something you kind of like to do or you might think that's fun to do. I mean, and remember, what we see today in the world is there's three big working in retirement. It's a tight labor market, so people are more willing to be more flexible. They also, we have Zoom now, so you can communicate better, and there's also remote working. So people can do all types of different jobs, you know, maybe uh, two, work two or three days a week. I, I, you know, I wouldn't work full time, but, you know, do something you want. Do whatever you want, I mean, but find something you like to do and, and, and have a purpose. Again, it doesn't have to be work. It can be anything you know, it could be building the best garden in the neighborhood, but it's something that purpose is what what's, keeps people going, and I, I think that's so important. So, okay, what else do we have to cover here? So the, the Fed, uh, actually, I said it was uh, the quantitative tightening was thirty-seven. It's actually forty-seven point five uh, billion dollars. They're starting here uh, in June to the quantitative tightening for the first time. So remember, we've had QE, which is quantitative easing. For a decade, kind of on and off since 2008. Now we're doing quantitative tightening again. Financial conditions are tightening. Uh, the the, the sec, what we're watching, we're watching the currencies quite a bit in here. The, the dollar was was up uh, up this week. It, it was up about uh, what is up two percent here, uh, and, and it had a big jump when, when these inflation numbers come, came out because the Fed's going to have to tighten. The dollar's been very strong. A number of currencies, the Japanese currency has been very weak. It's going to reach a point where these other currencies like the yen and the euro are going to have to do something. Because remember, the lower their currencies goes, the more expensive oil and gas gets, the more expensive wheat gets, because so much of this stuff is priced in dollars. So it's going to, it's going to cause inflation to increase around the world. And I think this is going to be some problems. So I, I think there's going to be I think there's going to be a crisis of some type coming. I think we'll catch it ahead of time here. But it's going to be interesting to see where it comes and how it how it all plays out. It, it, typically, these things tend to end in a crisis. If you if you remember, it was in 1998, the dot com bubble. It was it was uh, not, not, 1999. Before that was 1998 with the uh, the uh, long term credit debacle. Uh, you know, we, we worked on that. It, it, it was uh, before that. I remember it went. To, it was in 08. And, uh, it, it was it was. Uh, uh, Bear Stearns and it was Lehman Brothers and the Lehman Brothers really triggered it. Uh, it, it was the, the people forget the Mexican peso crisis. Uh, there, there's been different crises over time. The, uh, the failure of Drexel Burnham Lambert. Something is going to happen in here that's going to probably you know put put some type of of of, of floor and change things up and break inflation. And, and that's what it, it see. Look. Are the price of used cars going to come down? Yeah. Is the price – and oil's tougher. Uh, the price of some of the other things is going to go down. But, but the sticky things, the rent increases, the wage increases, the, the different prices. I was talking to someone on copiers. Our, 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 we had our, our tech people in the office, and, 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 and it's like, you know, Ted, typically the, the printers, you know, like uh, I think four ninety nine for these printers, and they suddenly jumped up you know, in, in two months to, to eight ninety nine. You can't even find the printers. 
And so a lot of these prices increases are going to be stickier than people think. Yeah, oil will go down. You know, grains will eventually drop down. But but a lot of these things aren't going to drop down as, as much as people think. And and so this is this is what the world is having to wrestle with. And, and so. So again, we don't think the Fed moves until 3,500 of the S&P 500, and so you've got to be very targeted in, in this type of environment, I, I, I think. And, it, I, it, it, and if you look, so let me just give you some numbers this week. Okay, we had the 8.5%, 8.6% increase in inflation. Again, they were expecting 8.2, and it was going to be, wow, inflation's peaked. It's all over. Thank you. That was tough. No, it didn't happen that way. The, the inflation is peaked narrative was you know, completely collapsed on Wall Street. The dollar went up about 2%. Uh, gold jumped up 1.3%. Uh, silver went up about a half a percent. Uh, the, the bonds... Uh, the 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 10-year bond went to 3.156%. So so the 10-year bond jumped up on this. That's a 6.7% uh, increase for the week. Okay. And, and so so we're seeing th- these are having long-term effects on this, and I think it could push up longer-term rate. They're going to try to engage in yield control and can do, by increase the short-term rate only. We'll see if they can do it. So let's take a quick hello. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hello, Ted. Morning. This is John. I got a question. I got a question about physical gold in an IRA. I got a guy calling me. Keeps on telling me, "Hey, you need to get some of your cash and get it into gold." And I told him, "I have some. I have some precious metal stocks and stuff like that." And he said, "No, no, no. I'm talking about physical gold, and, and you know, it's it's qualified money. It's not. It's not." You know, it's still no tax. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, let me answer that question because I'm getting a feedback on the line, so we'll drop you off and answer the question. Oh. Okay. Uh, That's a good question about – look, I I think in an IRA you can hold physical gold in in GLD or BAR. BAR has got a lower lower, uh, fee ratio on it. it. The GLD, BAR. Uh, also, the silver, you can own silver and SLV. Uh, we like all of those. Uh, I think that covers you. Some of those people use a few contracts, but it should, the majority of the of the gold and silver in there, it should, it should be physical gold and silver, which is what what you want. You don't want to own an ETF that, that's contract-based, futures-based. You want to have physical gold or silver in a vault somewhere. Uh, I think it's more trouble than it's worth to own physical gold and silver in an IRA because if it ever, I mean, if they ever go after the uh, these other gold and silver, they're going to have to physical too, unless it's at your house or your safety deposit box. That, that, that's kind of my read on this this whole thing. But uh, you know, uh, it, it's interesting. the The gold and the silver stocks reversed. The market was down 880 points. A lot of those stocks were up. They, they started off down in the morning, and then they just started going up, which is a, a kind of a candlestick pattern, which is bullish candlestick, which is very positive. It, as the market got weaker, they still held in there. Many of them were, were up. Those, many of them, some were down just a little bit, but in this type of environment, that's kind of a signal that that's where people are starting to go. It seems like they're moving back into the gold and silver. We like that sector a lot. Uh, Again, with the, with the type of crises, the type of wars, the type of of, of, of things happening, and in the, in the potential for problems in the derivatives market, which I think is going to happen in here somewhere, gold and silver, I think are going to do well in that environment. So, so we like the sector. Uh, oil and gas looks very. We look. We love oil and gas. We're in the sector. Uh, it's a little tougher up here uh, for newer money because you know the question is is. You know, do we get some type of pullback in the sector? I think these guys are going to earn a lot of money. Natural gas looks phenomenal in here. Uh, in, 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 and the question is, I, I, I'm more comfortable with the oil and gas producers. The refiners are going to make a ton of money, too. There's really a shortage of refining as well. Uh, we've liked the gas sector a lot. We were in some of the gas stocks and, and have done well. Uh, Exxon appears to really have turned around. I mean, uh, two years ago, CNBC was trashing Exxon every single day. It was, you know, basically the pariah stock. You would have thought that they, you know, they were making, uh, you know, I don't know what. But uh, it, it and, uh, and now all of a sudden, there's a whole lot of institutions that 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 way underperform the market. 
uh, out there because they've not been in the energy sector. Now they're scrambling to get back in, uh, and they're realizing there's real value to these companies. Uh, you know, up here it's a little tougher because they're expensive right now, it, 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 and you got to watch. If this thing keeps crumbling down, you know, you're going to see some pressure in some, some of the uh, on many sectors across the board, and this is what, what you want to watch. And so, so we're studying that closely. Look. The Fed next week is going to raise rates probably a half a point. They could go to three quarters. This is going to help out higher yields in money market funds, which is a positive. And, and, and the two-year bond, you know, if you're just uh, – bear with me just a second. Let me see here. Uh, two. There it is. Dead air on the radio. But uh, – Look, right now, the two-year Treasury bond is yielding 3%. Now, that's, if you're just terrified of the entire world, it's not a, you know, it's not a bad place to be. Uh, they're very liquid as well. So, uh, so rates are going up. By the way, uh, you know, let's take a look at where that two-year bond was at the beginning of the year. Uh, it was at, care to guess, okay, right now, the two-year bond is at 3.06%. Want to guess where the two-year was at the beginning of the year? 0.73%. So short-term rates are going up, which, which again means that if you're in short-term bonds, you're getting a pretty decent yield, short, you know, year two, you know, year two bonds in there, three, that you're getting good yields right there. They've pushed them up. That, that, that's, it, 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 look, they've kind of, they, they, that two to three-year range, is, the bond funds have gone down some, but it's not been very much. Again, you know, in this type of environment where, where there's just, uh, losses across the bond sector, the stock sector, uh, every, everywhere uh, except a few sectors. That's not a bad place to be it, 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 with, with your funds because really what you're doing is you're waiting for the good opportunities where you can make 10, 20, 30 percent, double your money over a year or so. But you gotta you gotta have the cash to get there. You gotta have the assets to get there. And, and the other thing we're seeing is a lot of Money managers just have not made any changes at all. I mean, I've been shocked at how many, uh, you know, we, there's a lot of people coming in, just they, they, their, their managers did, made no changes at all it, it, into one of the, the biggest changes in the financial markets in, in, in probably 40 years. And, and which is, you know, it, it, again, I'm just wondering how many of them are just indexing and just not paying attention to anything. So if you need some help, you go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment. And uh, we'll be happy to help you. I'd like to help you out. I'll sit down and meet with you. And also, look, at a minimum, look, we're writing the Max Out Savings Report. It's coming out this week. Uh, we've been so busy. It's been delayed a little bit, but it's a free report we send out once a month uh, talking about retirement, the markets, where to go. Uh, it's, it's completely free. We don't bother you. We don't call you. We don't do anything. We just send you out the report. I think the only thing I've ever done is years ago, we did some seminars and sent a seminar invitation, and that is it. It's a private list. So if you want the free Max Out Savings Report, go to maxoutsavings.com. Also, remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. Now you're seeing why we say that. If you're conservatively investing your money, you're a lot better off than most people. And by saving aggressively, you're putting away more money. A lot of people try to do it the other way. You know, they they uh, they save a little money and then they aggressively invest it and then they lose it. But this is the way to build wealth over the long term. Remember, very rich people love to tell you about some little speculative stock they doubled or tripled their money on. They never tell you about their conservative stock and bond portfolio thing because it's not as much fun to talk about, you know, short-term bonds or something. It's, it's a lot more fun to talk about some, you know, you know little uh, technology or something else stock, but that's what the big money does. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.